Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is something that can totally change your life, no matter what you're dealing with. It could be anxiety, maybe depression, you want to control your weight, stop smoking, so many things it's helpful for. Unfortunately, it's usually the last thing that people gravitate to, but it should be one of the first things. I'm talking about hypnotherapy. There's so many aversions that people have, misconceptions as to what it is. I can tell you straight up, it is a game changer. It changed my life. I think it's fantastic. I want to share it with you with somebody that helps tons of people. And she's with us. She's an amazing hypnotherapist. Cindy Attar joins us on the program. Hey, Cindy, how are you? Hi, Steve. Well, thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. I'm so looking forward to talking. I'm the biggest cheerleader for hypnotherapy. I really am. Yeah. I tell people, friends all the time, have you tried it? And I've even set up friends. I've set up my sister with hypnotherapy. Uh, Out of the gate here, I'm going to say that somebody like you cannot control somebody else's mind. It's the biggest misconception that people have that it will, you'll take, you'll get information. You'll get personal information, sensitive information. You can't do that, right? I can't do what? Oh, I can't make it. I can't uh, interfere in their free will. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, no. Exactly, and it's not like you're gonna make somebody uh, rob a bank, give up their social security number, credit card numbers. No. Hey, I'd be rich. I wouldn't be in this business then. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Now, that's not to say if somebody wants to give it to you. Well, of course, that's that's the free will, but you can't control their mind. And it, when I look at it, it's as if you're helping somebody figure out how to heal themselves. It's not like you're doing it. You're just the key no. to make that happen, right? Yeah, I just put you into the appropriate state and let you do your own work, basically. Guide you along the way. So um, what I do with hypnotherapy now is a little bit different than what I did when I started out in 2009. And in two thousand, um, back then, there was a lot of information on the subconscious mind and, and getting into the subconscious mind. Well, what's happening now as hypnotherapy or hypnosis has grown is that, at least for me and for a select uh, people, some people, we get into the higher realm. So we take you to that subconscious level that we I used to do hypnosis then take you even deeper than that, and then take you higher than that. So we work holistically with um, your uh, what we call the superconscious mind, which is a higher level. And the superconscious, that's just a term. It's just a term um, because we don't really know what's happening, uh, uh, you know, that's above the conscious mind or, you know, the mind that we know. So we just call it superconscious. might be universe. It might be, you know, spirit guides or, you know, people have different terms for it. So we call it the superconscious so it doesn't interfere in anybody's uh, belief system. And, and superconscious can do anything. So, like, I just get you there and ask you some yes or no questions and say, hey, you know, um, does... You know, can you 
uh, resolve this now? And yes or no. And if the answer is yes, then just go ahead and do it. Let me know when you've done it. So it's quite fascinating now. And it's a lot more um, effective because you're doing all of your own work. I'm just holding you into that space, asking some questions, and allowing you to do your own work. And I like that a lot. It can be content-free. I don't even need to know. Um, so it, it, this is quite fascinating for me that, that uh, we're doing this now. I never heard that term... Superconscious mind. So I want to go there a little deeper, and I love what you're saying because I truly believe, and I figured this out in my journey, that all we have is within us. We have the answers. Anything you're thinking, you know what the answer is. Unfortunately, your subconscious gets in the way of <laughs> answering your questions. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah. A lot of times. Because so, the subconscious mind holds everything that you've ever done in the past. It holds all the... Um, memories and the events and a lot of those things get stuck when you were three years old and you can't shake them you can't you know you're you know 30 years old mm -hmm. and you're still acting as though you know that three-year-old was going through that trauma again so sometimes it gets stuck in there and the superconscious is something that can just take care of all of that Wow. Okay. So you can ask somebody or do you ask somebody those questions? Let's say, let's say they want to quit smoking and people smoke for many different reasons. Would you ask them straight out? Can you quit smoking? Are you, are you able to do it uh, and connect with a subconscious mind who's going to give you the answer? Uh, do you do it that way? Well, we um, can't, similar to that, but it's a superconscious. We don't ask the subconscious because subconscious is still stuck in the past, kind of. <laughs> but the, the superconscious is able to do that. And, um, you know, you just say, you know, and you ask it. And maybe it's going to say, well, not right now. Or it will say, yeah, no problem. Okay, let me know when you've done it. Um, and that's the case with, you know, any ailment or any issue we call it the issue so i don't have to know the content they can come in it can be you know they don't have to tell me what the issue is if they understand the process most people do because they want to tell their story and you know see if hypnosis is something that would work for them um, but um you don't have to and after the first session you kind of get that and you just have you know i just ask questions and allow hold the space for your superconscious to do that work. Hmm. Final question on the superconscious. Is it as simple as you asking a question of someone and then getting the answer? Um, it can be if I ask, can you, do you need to inform the conscious mind of this person um, of this answer? And, but usually it will just take care of it. Because here, Steve, this is what I tell my clients. And you know you've been to a buffet line where there's these plates on the left-hand side as you go up to the buffet line and they're all spring-loaded. Yep. And you take the top plate off and another plate pops up. Yep. Well, this is kind of what happens is that the superconscious is going to take that first plate and it's going to take it 
and it might not be your intended result. You know, it might have to solve something else before that other, you know, and then another plate comes up. And you might, your intent, your intent may be four plates down, but it has to do it, you know, what is coming up at the surface at the time. So does that make sense to you? I totally. And a lot of times when I get those plates at the buffet, they're dirty and I have to go to the next one and then maybe the next <laughs> one after that. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost as if you are helping somebody peel back the layers to get to the, the core of the, the situation. Yes. Mm. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. Wow. Uh how did this begin? We're gonna talk about a lot of things here, but I'm curious about your journey in hypnotherapy. You said it started in two thousand nine. How did you get there and and have that desire to help people? Wow. I was raised in a dysfunctional family, like most of us, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and being the youngest of four kids, uh, I, I, wasn't, I didn't feel as valued as the others, so I spent my entire young adulthood trying to figure out how to be happy, how to improve my life, how to get the most out of me and to find out at that time find out who I was really so I would go through classes and workshops and books oh a ton of self-help books and anything that didn't cost a lot because I didn't have much money and I happened upon hypnosis and I was just shocked at how much I had done through the years that really didn't amount to a whole lot, but then I got into hypnosis as the client, and I started growing leaps and bounds, so I'm going, wow, this is cool stuff, I got to help other people, I got I got to help people as I was helped, and so I, I took that route, I did uh, hypnosis um, and NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, mm-hmm. and that's really been helpful and you know I'm always looking for the latest and greatest um, method of self-improvement and this to me is it but um, that's kind of my journey and I still look for you know if there's anything better or more but I haven't found anything yet but um, you know it's, it's a it's a process and going to work every day is fun you know, I really enjoy it because I can help people change. Anywhere from, like the other day I had a lady who was addicted to Diet Coke <laughs> and for 24 years. Mm-hmm. And I just got a, a text from her a couple of days ago. I asked her how she was doing. She says, you know, absolutely great. So from there to, like with anxiety, there was a gal who came in who was driving her husband crazy because every time they went somewhere and he drove, she was afraid of getting in a wreck because she had gotten into a wreck when she was a teenager with some crazy boyfriend. And so every time that her and her husband would drive, she'd be the backseat driver, you know, tenfold. And so... um you know, I told her that she that he better be paying for the session, <laughs> just helping him. Wow. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad we went down this road because I wanted to talk about things that hypnotherapy can help with. And 
you know, a lot of people do know that, as we said before, weight loss, smoking, anxiety, but the specific things that you brought up, somebody's addiction to Diet Coke that they, they want to help kick, I would never even think of that. Um, nor would I have thought of until I did it, hypnotherapy for forgiveness. Didn't even know it existed until I talked to somebody like you. So how about some of those other things that, uh, so maybe not so common things that hypnotherapy can be uh, beneficial for? Well, I've done a lot of work with anxiety of different forms. So let me think of some of the anxiety mm. ones that, that I've done um, recently. I don't have my little list here. People come in, and there was uh, one guy who came in who had a, it's called misophonia. I had never heard that word, but he he, he had... Anytime somebody ate things that made sounds or, you know, the ruffling of potato chip bags, um, that would drive him absolutely crazy. And he'd go into, sometimes go into a rage about it. Wow. There's there's been a few rage situations. um, And that was interesting. I didn't even know that had a name on it, but it, it did. Um, I, I want to just go back to that one because that, that uh, is unique. It's one thing to have an aversion to something, but the fact that it would trigger him to go in a rage. Wow. Like you never know what somebody's dealing with. Like and we all probably have, you know, these certain certain things that trigger us. And who knows what the reason was or is for, yeah, for yeah. that, you know? It, it, and sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes you yeah. just... Um, Especially with NLP, you can just change it there. You don't have to go into, like what I used to do was regression hypnosis where you regress to the first inc- you know, first occurrence of yes. that situation and then resolve it then, which is really good and really powerful too. But now, nowadays you don't even have to do that. And I, by the way, I've also done that um, where it was centering on five negative words. I'm trying to remember back, like, Sadness, anger, um, yeah, oh, I can't remember. Guilt. Maybe. Guilt probably was in there. Yeah. And it's, Guilt or shame. And it's almost as if you look at a timeline and the first time that you experienced it, and if you can't remember it or see it, then it's almost as if it's a camera and the camera goes a little bit higher looking down on your timeline, you know, yes, your, your life. That's yeah. called timeline therapy, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I guess it was beneficial. I'm not really sure, to be honest. Um, well, then they probably didn't get to the first occurrence of it. I, I had one gal that um, I did that with, and it took her three times, I think on the fourth time, because we kept going back to the first occurrence. I don't remember what the situation was. And what ended up solving the problem was when I went back far enough where we went into a past life. Wow. And then we got that. That was the first occurrence. So we resolved it back then. But I never would have, you know, at that time, I was pretty new in this, and I I didn't know that I could go back into past lives, but I just kept going back. You know, you go back to, you know, how old are you, and then you have to determine whether they're in the womb (laughs) or Mm. not. And if they're back even further than that then you have to go to a past life what else is there so uh, i think on the fourth time we got it that was when in my 
uh, learning stages. Now I know that I can, you know, go back there more easily. Did you, did you believe that past life uh, situations existed before that? Yes. Okay. Um, I had done some past life work in all of the times that I was trying to improve myself and, you know, growing up. And I remember having an incident. I've always been a horse person, having a, a wreck with a horse. And it, it was so reminiscent of, it just reminded me so much of something. And then I did a past life regression and that was me in a past life. I recreated it and I died in that past life in a, a horse and, and wagon uh, scenario and it tipped over and I died. But in this life, I had two horses in a cart and I we got in a wreck, but this time I survived. So that's how I kind of rectify that is it, I needed to recreate that to survive at this time. And it was interesting because after that wreck in this lifetime, I kind of lost the interest in driving, you know, horse and cart, where I was so focused on that before. I mean, I was that was just my life. And it's like, well, this really isn't any fun. And not that it wasn't any fun, but it wasn't the, the burning passion that I had before. And I believe that burning passion that I had was for me to be able to recreate that situation and live through it. And that made a believer out of me. Interesting. I want to share this and you tell me your thoughts and dealing with past life regressions. But I, I love the period of the 18. Hundreds, the late 1800s, 1870, 80, 90, right around there. There was not a lot of technology. There was a little bit kicking in cameras and such. Um, I could look at pictures for hours. I could look at history for hours. I don't know why I have this affinity, but I wonder if maybe I lived a past life during that time. What do you th- What do you think? Yeah, I think anybody that has a focus interest in a certain era it's because they've been there before and they either had a good experience or a bad experience but it's something that really left an impression on them right um so i i would say of course you you know there's something to be learned about that and you probably since you like it so much that era they that you probably had a really good experience in that Mm. and just kind of reliving it you know through your cell memory um, that would be my guess. The other thing that I thought was, I think is really interesting, I can't prove it, but in my mind it's true, is, you know, you have children that come into this world and they're like prodigies and they can play the piano. Like you know, I, People have no idea where they got this skill, but they just kind of naturally have it. And I see that as they've developed a skill in one or more past lives and then they're just bringing it into this life. I never thought of that, but it seems so reasonable that why would they know how to play piano? Why would they have that skill? Had to be learned somewhere. You think, yeah. (laughs) Hmm, Interesting. Uh, When you work with somebody, you can do it virtually, right? Yes. Okay. Is it the same doing hypnotherapy virtually or in person? It's It's the same nowadays. Back in, you know, when I first started, 
there was more touching of the people, you know, tapping or, you know, having, using your hands in some way or, uh, but through the years we've all evolved to not have to touch anybody, which is probably a good thing. So I can do everything um, online that I mm. can in person too. I don't have to, I don't have to tap them or touch them or, you know, do anything. I can use other means. And after the session is over, do you do you provide audio? I know that some hypnotherapists do that. I can, especially with Zoom. It's really easy because you just push a button that says "Recording Now," right? <laughs> and then you just send it to them afterwards uh, if they request it. Like a lot of your past life regression, um, my my those clients, they want the recorded because sometimes you forget. You yeah. know, they want they want to be able to go back and. You know, refresh because usually in a past life regression you'll do three or four sometimes five different regressions you know different past lives I should say so they kind of forget it if they don't have a recording of it you know on one part the hypnotherapy can be emotional because if you're going back to your childhood and the very first time I had hypnotherapy I, I kind of know, not that I had a really bad childhood, but I kind of knew. Like, I connected the dots, and I told the practitioner, take me right back to my childhood. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get there. <laughs> and, you know, it can be emotional, but then it can also be very relaxing. So there's been other times where it was for a different goal, but the practitioner provided me with audio. It was about 15 minutes long, and... I broke out that audio recently and listened to it, and I have found myself fairly regularly listening to that audio from, from that session. I was actually like specifically made for me after the session. I listened oh. to it. Cindy, I listened to it to go to sleep. It's not even about sleeping. It's, no. it's, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I just listened to the person's voice, and I know what they're going to say, and I would... I would say about maybe six minutes in, I'm falling asleep and I'm knocked out. It's so relaxing. And I'm also thinking that whatever the goal was, my subconscious is still listening. So even though you're sleeping, so I'm getting the benefits of the hypnotherapy at the same time. Does that, that sound right? They have uh, what's called sleep hypnotherapy. And although I've never gone that direction, there is something to it. I mean, or they wouldn't be teaching it. Mm -hmm. um, they do. My concern on that, because I'm not f that familiar with it, is that I've just wasted, you know, some money for the people <laughs> because I don't know how, how to put that all together. I'd have to have a, a, a new class on that. Um, but I did that, too. I don't know if it helped or not, but I used to listen. When I was that, the client of hypnosis, mm -hmm. I asked them to give me a recording because I wanted change. I wanted it to improve. And so I listened to that every single night and fell asleep with it. I don't know if it helped me or not. I think there's more to it, and um, I'm not the one that knows that uh, area of hypnosis. Sure. Well, you know, my point on all of it is that it wasn't intended to put me to sleep and I could be doing anything. I could be scrolling on my phone. I could be watching TV and start getting drowsy, whatever it might be. So I'm figuring it's got to be somewhat beneficial for the goal that the hypnotherapy session was for, uh, because I'm sure I'm still listening to it when I'm, when I'm, you know, half asleep. 
But oh, yeah. It, it just relaxes me. So I was like, man, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Well, you can imagine that any time you get relaxed, it's going to be beneficial for you um, sure. mentally or physically, both. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're just about out of time. What is your thought? What would you say to somebody considering, considering hypnotherapy, haven't pulled the trigger on it? Maybe they have an aversion. They're not really sure. What, what would you tell them? Did I lose you? Oh, I'm right here. I'm sorry. I thought you were thinking. Can you hear no. me? <laughs> I can hear you now. <laughs> uh, what I said was we're just about out of time, but if somebody is on the, on the fence about hypnotherapy, they haven't pulled the trigger, uh, what would you tell them? What would you say to them? Well, um, do you want change? Mm, yeah. <laughs> do you want permanent lasting change? Yeah. Well, you may risk, um, the risks of it is you might have a more relaxed state of mind. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, um, and you know what? Before we, uh, before we run out of time, are there side effects to hypnotherapy? Oh, yeah. Um, like, you might have thoughts or actions of laughter and joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You know, people around you might be nicer. That's a side effect. <laughs> True, because you you're you're making a change in yourself. So yeah, absolutely. Because you're nicer. Yep. <laughs> well, um, another side effect is that uh, maybe you'll have better decision making because a lot of us will make decisions out of you know, stress-related, they're in a stress position, so when you're more relaxed, you have a better decision-making. Thank you for saying that, because clarity, I've experienced that after hypnotherapy. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Wow. Uh, Cindy, fantastic having you on. I love your energy. It's it's fantastic. It really is. I really, really enjoyed talking to you uh, about this. You have some good questions. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm learning like anybody else, and uh, there's probably much I don't know about hypnotherapy. You know, how many sessions have I had in my life? I don't know, maybe four. Um, and we didn't even get into, you know, how it can help people and animals. So there's, there's lots to talk about here. But if somebody wants to talk with you more or even look at uh, maybe booking a session, how do they do that? Um, best is to go to my website, and that's www com, and I'll spell that, C-I-N-D-Y-A-T-T-A-R-H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S, com. You can do a connect uh, or contact me, and that's really the best way. And then I um, respond back, and I usually respond back within 24 hours. And then we set up a a time and um, go from there. So, yeah, it's really pretty simple process. Steve, I really, really appreciate you having me on. This oh, has been fun. fantastic! And final, final thought here. I just I'm okay. on your I'm on your website, mm-hmm. and Atar, by the way, is spelled A T T A R. Just reminding everybody, Cindy with a Y, AtarHypnosis.com. Uh, chakra upgrade. So you're into energy healing as well? Yeah. Um, well, that's with the same um, healing hypnosis. What we do on that is we'll go through all the chakras and put them in their optimum position. You know, not all chakras need to be wide open, but put them in the optimum position. And that that's our pro-health, um, that we go through all of these questions on 
um, not just chakras, but the balancing of hormones sure. and, and everything that goes with all of that that's in your body to boost your own health and your own immune system. Well, I believe that that's one of the things that radically makes you different, that you understand energy. Not many hypnotherapists do. They're great at hypnotherapy, and that's fine. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you, you take a look at a more holistic route. And uh, next time we get together, I would love to talk about some of those things, too. All I'm right. in. Thank you very much for being here. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and that will catch up Thank soon. Thank you, Steve. You Thank- too. Thank you, Cindy. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you, A, put yourself in her shoes, how could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single, boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.